Hey, this is Sean Mandoli, and I'm the pastor of Sanctuary LA, and you're listening to our podcast. Thank you for joining us. I hope this message encourages and inspires you. Remember to follow us on social media at My Sanctuary LA and enjoy the message. Um, so here we go. Ruth chapter one. Um, I'm going to read from it, um, starting in verse six, but I'm going to just share some history there of, of leading up to it. And today, and I'm going to pray here in a minute, but I just want to give you a little thought about how, what we're going to dive in today and re- with respect to Lord, you know, don't leave me like this, is that in this context, what we're going to talk about today is how important it is to have healthy relationships because God is going to use people to help you get to where you're called to be. Um, he calls you. He begins the work in you. But God is going to actually use people, somebody, to help you get to where you're called to be. There is in your walk and journey with God, your next level is, um, is going to be connected to people. There, the, the relational context of your journey is so important that I am here today in my walk with God doing what I'm called to do. And I can tell you certain points in my journey where there was a person, a relationship, a connection, a divine relationship, a divine um, connection with somebody that only God could orchestrate that helped me to get to where I am. All right. And so that's what we're going to go into today. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. Uh, God, we just pray in the name of Jesus. Lord, that you speak to us uh, through the word and that you transform us. I pray that people right now where they are in their journey, I pray that you would highlight and bring to their remembrance, Lord, the people in their life the ones they're called to, the relationships that are divine in nature. They are God-orchestrated. Father, in their life, I thank you. Every person in here has somebody that God has divinely connected them to, and they are here, and that person is where they are because of the context of that relationship. So I just pray we have a deeper understanding of the importance of relationship importance of loyalty to those that we're called to and those that are called to us. In Jesus' name I pray. Everybody said amen. Amen. So here we go. So um, there's a famine in God's country, right? So Elimelech and his um, family go to Moab, and it's about uh, 50 miles away. If they walked it, Um, It could take anywhere from seven to ten days because it's a mountainous region. So I'm giving you a little Bible history here, a little Bible trivia. Um, And um, Jerusalem, you know, Bethlehem is on the... on the west side of the Dead Sea. Moab's on the other side of the Dead Sea. So they had to go up the coast of the Dead Sea, cross the Jordan to get to Moab because there was a famine. So they basically had to get out of there because there was a famine. He wanted to take care of his family. He goes into Moab and he dies, leaves his wife. And some of you know this, but just so you can see the history here, where we're headed, um, he dies. His, um, his um, um, sister, um, his sister-in-laws um, survive their husband, so his sons die. So the men die. All the men die in Moab, in this family. So it's Naomi and her two daughter-in-laws. 
okay? And they are left, okay? Bad situation. Look at the person next to you and say tragedy. Tragedy is hit, okay? Um, anybody ever been through a rough season in your life? Anybody ever feel like God, you, had to, you were going somewhere for help and then it just got worse? So they stayed there for 10 years in Moab. 10 years. Um, and after staying for 10 years, the, the sons died as well. Um, and so um, this is amazing. This is so awesome. It's so beautiful here. Not the death part. Just hear me. What God has done as a result. I know that might have sounded a little weird. But th- this is why it's beautiful. Is because in the worst of situations, God did orchestrate healthy divine relationships in that situation. And, and when you're walking with God and God is on your life, even tragedy, God is going to connect you to people. There's something about in transition and when, when, when things are tough that I, I believe that is part of God's provision is the people that are around you. That it is not just financial. I know when we talk about provision, sometimes we just immediately think it's financial. There's nothing wrong with that. But provision is relational. God's provision that in that moment, Naomi and Ruth... All right? They, 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 they had each other. It was bad. It was negative. It was hurtful. It was like, you know, one of those kind of questions. God, why did this happen? I mean, could you imagine this? They are left there. And, not, and this isn't Naomi's place. This isn't her place. Moab, um, just so you can see a little history here. I'm going to read this, but I just want to kind of dive into the Bible here a little bit. And Moab um, was um, descendant of Lot. So ethnically or blood relation to Abraham, but Moab worshiped false gods. So they were kind of rejected um, and not allowed to come into um, relationship with Israel because of their worship of false gods. But, but Moab is a descendant of Lot and Lot was Abraham's nephew. So there was blood relation to Israel, to God's people, but because of their practice of worshiping, um, they were pagan worshipers that separated them from the plan of God. And the Bible even says plainly that it was a false god, it was detestable and all that. So you understand they're going to a place that was detestable. First, they die, and now Naomi is left there. All right, here we go. Verse 6. Um, then she arose with her daughters-in-law that she might return from the country of Moab. All right, we're talking seven to ten days walk. All right, these are ladies walking through mountains. For she had heard in the country of Moab that the Lord had visited his people by giving them bread. Oh, Jesus. Therefore, she went out from the place. She went out from the place where she was. She went out from the place where she was. She went out from the place where she was. If you want to not be left the way you are, you have to come out of the place where you are. She came out. If she, she did not want to stay in that, the season was over. You got to know when it's time for a season change. Somebody say amen. amen. You got to know when it's time to go. Come on now. I gots to go. Peace out. Back in the day, we used to say Audi 5000. And then it evolved to outros, deuces. Come on, give me a, what, what do you say when you're leaving? Come on, somebody, what? Peace. Look at your neighbor and say, peace. Say, peace out. Peace out. I'm out. Somebody say, I'm out. <laughs> don't leave me like this. God's like, well, don't stay where you are. And sometimes where you're staying, sometimes it's an attitude. 
Sometimes it's a mindset. Sometimes it's a funky relationship. Mm-hmm. But the Lord had visited. She heard something. She heard something. She heard something. She heard. She heard. She heard. All she did was hear. We're talking 50 miles away. And there was um, no little scooters that you can use your car and just, you know what I'm saying? What are those scooters out here? They're everywhere. It's like littering our community with scooters all over the place. <laughs> right? There was nothing like that. 50 miles. And she heard that there was bread. It was harvest season. She heard it was bread. She heard there was some bread. All she did was hear something. Here is my first point. If you want to not be left where you are, if you want to tell, if you're telling God, don't leave me like this, you have to have the ability to move on a word. You got to have an ability to move on a word. When I first met my wife, she wasn't my wife yet. In my heart and mind, she was my wife. She was going to be my wife. I was locked and ready. Let's go. Let's do this. I'm going to take you home with me. I'm going to make you a citizen of America. I'm going to bring you over here. I haven't made her a citizen yet, but she does have a green card. All right, I'm working on it, trying to make this woman a citizen. Oh, it's all, it's some, look at your neighbor and say, it's a process. I'll take the green card. Come on, somebody. Yeah. So uh, where was I going? So, yeah, I met. And then she said, hey, we need to fast and pray first. I'm like, okay, we can do that. So she was not in love with me yet. I thought she was. She wasn't. She wasn't in love. She just, we just met. We had a nice little week together. Thanksgiving week, you know. Um, but she didn't fall in love with me yet. Okay. And she said, look, we're going to fast and pray. So in January, she fasted and prayed. I fasted too. Because, um, well, she said we should. So I did. Uh, I didn't. I've said this before. I didn't need to. I mean, you know. Maybe I did need to, but, um, you know, but so, so listen though, but God spoke to her. God spoke to her. God gave her word. And she was like, I'm going to move on this word. She was not in love with me yet, but she was able to begin a process of us communicating on a, on a, on a serious level, uh, based on a word she got from God. Somebody say, move on a word. All right, you got to be able to move. You got to, you understand what I'm saying? You got to be able to move on a word. Some of you, many of you are in this community right now because you moved on a word. Many of you are walking in the blessing of God in a certain area of your life because you were able to move on a word. Not because you saw it, not because you were quote unquote promised anything by anybody, but you moved on a word. God's, this is a faith walk. This is how it works. She's in Moab. All she did was hear that there was bread in, in, in Bethlehem. She was about to go. Bethlehem means in Hebrew, it means a place of bread, the house of bread. She heard there was bread and I am out of here. Therefore, she went out. She went out from the place where she was and her two daughter-in-laws with her. And they went on the way to return to the land of Judah. 50 miles. Okay, move on a word. Here's my question for you today. Can you obey God with no guarantee of anything? Come on now, that's what she did. Come on, I, don't leave me like this. She did not want to stay in Moab. She, that was not, you know, the season was over. But can you, can you obey God with no guarantee of anything? Uh, the only guarantee is that God's going to come through for me. Not because somebody said, do this and that, and it's all going to work out just fine. No, come on now, come on now. Can you move on a word alone? That's what she did. All she did was hear, hey, let's take it another level. Ruth, right? And um, what's her name? Orpah? Orpah, did I say that right? Ruth and Orpah didn't even hear themselves. They were trusting the voice of their leader. 
They were trusting that Naomi heard something. They aren't even from there. They are Moabitesses. They are Moab. She was a Moabitess. She was a pagan worshiper up to this point. She was, she didn't have no recollection, association with that country. But she's like, oh, you heard there's bread? All right, let's go. Anybody ever just move on a word from somebody else? Anybody wish you didn't? No, I'm just kidding. No, you're, you're glad that you moved on a word from, come imagine the faith that's stirring in this woman, Ruth. Imagine the faith. This is relational. Like, you know, Naomi's trying to just get some bread, get out of this. You know, she's, she's all, you know, uh, she's messed up. And Ruth's all up in there with her. All right, look at, look at, you can be messed up as long as you're heading in the right direction. Yeah, it's okay. Look, at you can have a bad day as long as you're heading in the right direction. You can feel like this is horrible, but you, it is possible to emotionally be in the dumps, if I can speak frankly, and still be on course with the plan of God in your life. It's not a feeling. Naomi was on course with destiny, and she was jacked up still. Come on now. Come on now. Sometimes we think, oh, it, it all needs to line up and be all perfect and cute and sweet. And then I know I'm in the will of God. <clears throat> Wrong answer. Right? Can you obey God with no guarantee of anything? Can you move on a word? Here it is. God always exceeds our expectations. I said, God, he's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or think. God always exceeds our expectations. They were coming for bread. But if you finish the story, they got a whole lot more than bread. They didn't even know for sure if there's bread. And really, it wasn't bread, folks. It wasn't bread. It wasn't coming out of the oven. It was a harvest time. They, they still were walking into something. They had to actually process themselves. They had to go pick up the barley. Come on now. God will tell you what the result is. He's not going to tell you the process. He did not tell him, look, there, actually, let me tell you the truth, Naomi. There is no bread, really. It's barley time, and y'all ladies need to follow the men around. Hopefully, they'll let you get some. But she's like, there's bread. <laughs> Somebody say result. God's word over your life is always the result. He will not tell you the details. Because you wouldn't go if you heard it all. <laughs> Come on now. Somebody say Amen. I said, somebody say amen. amen. Look at verse 8. Here we go. And Naomi said to her two daughters-in-law, go return each to her mother's house. She's like, get on out of here. I can't help you. I can't do nothing for you. The Lord deal, kind, deal kindly with you as you have dealt with the dead and with me. Somebody say relationship. relationship. The Lord grant that you may find rest each in the house of her husband. Look, y'all, you got a house here. Why you don't come with me? They were on the way. Here is a leader on the way, leading two ladies, relationship, two bread, on the way. Says, girls, for real though, you need to go back. You need to go back. You got a house? Why you come with me? Anybody ever deal with doubts along the way? I mean, you're following God. You're doing what God's called you to do. And you're like, oh man, I don't know. If, are you sure you want to follow me? I can't promise you anything, ladies. But Naomi said, turn back. And they said to her, no, no, surely we will return with you and to your people. We're, we're, we're down. We're down. Down for life. 
ride or die. Come on. Come on, man. This, you know, this is, you know, sisterhood. We got your back, Naomi. We're here. Come on, let's do this. I know I got a house over there. Put it on the market, rent it out or something. No, I don't know if they could do that. But, you know, they're like, nah, we're coming with you. Both of them. Both of them. Both of them. And then she answers them again. Turn back, my daughters. Go. Get out of here. Leave me alone. Let me go by myself. I'm all messed up. I don't want what's on me to get on you. Isn't that amazing? They're on their purpose road. They were not in disobedience, but they were going through something on the road of obedience. Many times I think we go through things and we think we're off. You're not off. You're just going through something while you're on. They, went, they, didn't, they weren't going backwards. Well, at least at that point, not, not all three were. But they were just going through something on the way. And many times when you're going through something on the way, here's my encouragement to you. You just got to keep walking. You just got to keep walking. Well, I don't understand God. Pastor Sean, I'm kind of dealing with some doubts. I'm kind of struggling with steps. You just need to keep walking. All right? You just need to keep walking. Say it again. Turn back. My daughters go. So that's three times already. Three times she told him to get out. Get on out of here. For I am too old to have a husband. Now she starts getting logical. You know, you know, God spoke. She heard there was bread, and she starts getting logical. All right? If I should say I have hope, if I should have a husband tonight and should also bear sons, would you wait for them till they were grown? They would be cougars. She's getting logical. Right? She's getting logical. She, it's amazing how you can be on the path of obedience and, and logical, get, and this makes sense. Somebody say, it makes sense. It makes sense from the natural. It makes sense from a certain perspective. But God's not in it. I have a husband tonight and should also bear sons. Would you wait for them till they were grown? Would you restrain yourselves from having husbands? No, my daughters, for it grieves me very much for your sakes that the hand of the Lord has gone out against me. And this is, this, this is relationship. Don't leave me like this. God will always bring you to your new place, to your next season, and there's going to be somebody that's involved in the process. A valuable, here it is, I got some notes here. A valuable future will be tested in the present. This future, you read this book. You t- I'm not going to go through the whole book. This is such a powerful story of what God can do and his favor and his blessing and how it is tied to the redemptive purpose of God. This story, this is connected to the birth of our Messiah right here. And it's three ladies walking through mountains to get to some bread. And God's Messiah was up in the process. You'd be surprised at your little acts of obedience, how much that is tied to God's grand plan. Our obedience, Ruth and Naomi's connection in an obscure place has bloodline connection to the birth of Jesus. And they are arguing 
in a sense. She's telling me, get out of here. Naomi is pushing against the one that's going to bear a bloodline seed of our, of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Wow. Right? So, so your, your walk of faith with God will look unreasonable to some. Because she was so reasonable. All right? And this is the thing is that they showed up for this. But here's my next point. If you want to get out from where you are and you don't want God to leave you how you are, you have to show up and post up. They showed up, but there's a difference between just showing up and posting up, getting in position. Look at your neighbor and say, get in position. All right, get in position. The Bible says, you know, um, if a man puts his hand to the plow, right, and looks back, and looks back, he's not fit for the kingdom of heaven. That there is something about showing up and posting up and, and, and following through. Here's another scripture here. Ecclesiastes verse 10, verse, uh, chapter 10, verse 4. Ecclesiastes chapter 10, verse 4. Naomi is pushing against them. Look at this. If the spirit of the ruler rises against you, do not leave your post. Look at your neighbor and say, do not leave your post. Right? For, for conciliation pacifies great offenses. This is so powerful. Ruler, it speaks of somebody in authority. And in a sense, this, um, this is a mystery here, folks, that this leader, Naomi, was telling them to do something. And the Bible says, if the spirit of the ruler, the one in charge, the leader, rises against you, still do not leave your post. Do not leave your post. If you're taking notes, I'm going to give this to you. I'm not going to have you turn. Or, or, it's not going to be on the screen. But Psalm 78, verse 9. Here's another one. The children of Ephraim, being armed and carrying bows, turned back in the day of battle. The children of Ephraim, being armed and carrying bows, turned back in the day of battle. Don't accept the subtle invitation to settle. So, so in your walk with God, there's going to be temptation to settle. There's going to be temptation to stay back. And sometimes it's going to come from the most obscure people because you're thinking, why is this person telling me this? Trying to follow you, Naomi. Why are you telling me to go back? Here's another one. Here's, here, here's, here's some notes here. The, the status quo is always easier it's more comfortable, and it makes practical sense. It just makes practical sense sometimes. All right? But, but here you go. Your, your loyalty to the right people will mean favor in your future. Your loyalty is, in, in a sense, your loyalty to the right people in your life that are going somewhere, that are walking with God, even though they may be having a moment, your loyalty to the right people is seed you're sowing for a harvest in your future. Ruth was demonstrating loyalty to a woman that was struggling, to a woman that was working it out, to a woman that was walking in the right direction, but not quite all there emotionally just yet. And Ruth saw something. Ruth was like, wait, there's something here. I, I, I'm not going to just listen to what you're telling me to do right now because you are going the right direction, and where am I going to go? So here it is. Here's my next point. Don't judge others when they're having a moment. 
Don't judge others when they're having a moment because you're going to have one soon. If you haven't already, we're all going to have moments. Don't judge people in a moment. Be careful that you don't judge them in a moment because from God's perspective and even in their own heart, they are simply having a moment. Naomi was having a moment. She had a few moments. She had a couple moments. She kept having moments. All, the, all 50 miles, homegirl was still tripping when she got there. Somebody say amen. She was heading in the right direction, but she was a mess. I love it that God's grace, even when you're a mess, you're going to end. If you just keep walking, just keep following Jesus with your tears and your, and come on, and your baggage and, and your mess and your past, just keep on walking. Well, I'm unworthy. We know that already. Keep walking. I don't deserve it. I know. Neither do I. Keep walking. You, Pastor, you don't understand. I know. I don't. Keep walking. Keep walking. Keep, come on. That's what grace is. Because if you really want to unpack all of us, we all are a mess compared to Jesus. Some of our messages show more than others. Some of us know how to decorate our messes. Praise the Lord. Good to see you today. Some of us have that great, nothing wrong with smiling and being positive. Come on now. Because sometimes you can, you look at somebody all joyful and happy and praising God and jumping around and you're thinking, man, if they were going through it, you know, they're probably going through something worse than you. They just know where their help comes from. They're like, look, the reason I'm praising like this is because I need Jesus. Over, over here looking all spiritual, like you're too spiritual to praise God, too spiritual to give God a dance, a dance, too spiritual to lift your hand. No, we need Jesus. Just this last night, I was dancing before the Lord. My wife was like, you look so goofy. I'm like, I do not care. You know what I'm saying? That's a true story. Last night, my wife was like not even trying to look at me. I'm like, come on, girl, come work with me, girl, work with me. Look, come on now. I know praise works. Worship works. I, I'm trying to get God here. Somebody say, I'm trying to get God here. Come on now. Show up and post up. Look at your neighbor say, show up and post up. Come on, we got to show some commitment. We're talking about relationships today. We got to show some commitment to people. They got to know that even in their mess, we ain't going nowhere. Your, your spouse needs to know that. Husband, I ain't going nowhere. I'm here. I'm showing up, posted up every day. Let people's emotional uh, process does not give us cause to reject them in a moment. Stop that. We all have our moments. This woman had herself a moment for probably a few weeks, but she was heading the right direction. You got to look past the moment. Look at the purpose. That's why the Bible says we need to know each other by the spirit, not to be all locked into people's emotions and, and, and judging them for their. No, we got to know people deeper than that. We got to see beyond that. We got to see the Christ in each other. We got to see beyond all that. All right. Here we go. Don't judge others when they're having a moment. Here we go. Just because you're frustrated doesn't mean you've fallen from God's favor. She was frustrated. 
She had some stuff going on. It, here it is. Here's another one. It's possible to be discouraged and hurt and still be on track with God's plan. Naomi proved it. I'm going to say it again. It is possible to be discouraged and hurt and still be on track with God's plan. You know what I'm saying? I might, I might be down, but I'm not out. I might, I might, I might, uh, I might, you know, be, be off in my attitude, but I'm not off on the course God set for me. Come on. I'm here to encourage somebody today. And we need people in our life that are going to stick with us. And we need to be those people that are going to stick with people regardless of what they're doing in the moment. Because I'm, I know where some bread is. I know where you can get fed. I know, I know where some nourishment is. There's something beyond these, these mountains here. If we just keep walking, you know, if we just keep walking through this, God's got something for us. Let's just keep moving. All right? Look at your neighbor and say, keep moving. Sometimes you've got to, here it is. Sometimes you've got to walk it out while you're working it out. You hear what I'm saying? Does that make sense? Sometimes you've got to walk it. Sometimes you've got to walk while you work. You gotta walk, you gotta work it while you walk it. You gotta walk it while you work. You gotta walk it out while God's working it out. Some people, sometimes you get, some people, they're walking with God and then something comes up, something in their life, something God maybe is bringing conviction. You're like, oh, forget it. Forget it. It's too hard. And God's like, no, keep walking. You gotta, you gotta work it out while you're walking it out. Naomi was working it out but she was still walking it out. We don't always see, here it is, we don't always see the depth of God's work taking place inside the soul of another person. We don't always see the depth of God's work taking place inside the soul of people. Sometimes, you know, even my children, six-year-old, um, no, seven-year-old now and a four-year-old, sometimes when they're acting up, we as parents can look at them and go, mm, they're hungry. It's food, right? And so I'm not going to be like um, all a flustered um, all the time when they're acting up because many times as parents, I can see, no, there's something behind this. They're not just acting like this. I'm not justifying the behavior, but I'm saying if I give them some food, they might calm down. Somebody say amen. Parents, talk to me. Parents, talk to me in here. Sometimes it's something like, you know, so, so, so even when people are acting a certain way, sometimes we, got, we have to know by the Spirit, okay, what's really going on here? What's, what's really, did I say something? Did I offend them? Did, did, what is really going on? Because there's always something under the surface. Naomi, there was something going on, but there was purpose happening inside of her. She was moving in the right direction. And look, at you start obeying God, and you're not going to act all pretty all the time either. You get out there with God. God, trust in God, allowing God to come through for you, and it's going to challenge you too. Somebody say amen. amen. Come on, somebody. Look at your neighbor and say, come on, somebody. Okay, we don't always see the depth of God's work taking place inside the soul of people. We're almost done. Let's look at uh, verse 14. Ruth chapter 1, verse 14. Then they lifted up their voices and wept again. I mean, these girls are just crying, talking, crying talking and crying. Somebody say process. I mean, they're going the right direction. I mean, these are women in this ancient world walking through mountains. Three ladies. Ain't got no swords, no dudes. And God, God's seed was connected to them. 
people talk, you know, where are the women leaders in the Bible? Um, uh, hello. <laughs> Ruth walking through mountains. Her and this lady all broken, crying as they're walking through. I think that maybe God said, look, let's just make this a ladies' adventure. Because I think if dudes were there, <laughs> been like, come on, let's go. But God allowed them, this woman going through this, their obedience was attached to God's seed. Man, all kind of beasts and bandits out there walking at least a week through mountains. And I mean, these are ladies. Come on, ladies, where are you at? Where the, where the roof sat up in the building? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Hallelujah. Just because you're frustrated doesn't mean you've fallen out from God's favor. It's possible to be discouraged and hurt and still be on track with God's plan. Sometimes you've got to walk it out while you're working it out. We don't always see the depths of God's work taking place inside of the heart of people. Here it is. Then they lifted up their voices and wept again and Orpah kissed her mother-in-law. Somebody say the kiss of death. But Ruth clung to her. But Ruth clung to her. And she said, look, your sister-in-law has gone back to her people. Here she goes again. This is the fifth time, I believe. She's saying, look, your sister-in-law's going. Go back with her. The children of Ephraim, being armed and carrying bows, turned back in the day of battle. Look, your sister-in-law has gone back to her people and to her gods. Return after your sister-in-law. Here it is. Here's my next point. Who you're connected to tells you where you're going. If you want to know what your future looks like, look at those in your inner circle. If you want to know where you're headed, look at who you hang out with the most. If you, if you want to know, um, my goodness, it is all about who you're connected to. To grow in God, there will be relationships that you must disconnect from and those you must connect to. I mean, to walk with God, there are going to be relationships you must let go of and ones you must grab a hold to. There are ones you're going to leave and there's those you're going to cleave. So Ruth had to decide to leave a relationship. It wasn't that Orpah was a bad person. It wasn't that Orpah was going to, is that Ruth's going to talk dirty about it? It wasn't that, ooh, I'm better than her. No, I'm going to follow what I feel God telling me to do. I'm going to walk out what God has told me to do and I am needing to let go of this relationship, this country, everything familiar to me, where I was raised, who I was raised with, the God that I worship. I'm going to let go of all that, and I'm going to cling to, to Naomi. She, she clung onto her. She fastened herself to the person that was going to get her to where God was calling her to be. She had no idea what was going to happen, but something in her told her, I need to hang on to this one. You, who are those people in your life? You say, man, I'm going to hold on to this one. This one. Doesn't need to be a million people, 20 people. Some of times it's one person. In a certain season, it could be one person. You say, no, I'm going to hold on to this person. Who you're connected to tells you where you're going. Here we go. Verse 16. But Ruth said, entreat me not to leave you. She breaks it down. Or to turn back from following after you. Notice everything about this is about the person. It's relational. 
I'm not going to leave you. I'm not intrigued. Don't tell me to leave you or to turn back from following after you. For wherever you go, I will go. You, relational. Wherever you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people and your God my God. Where you die, I will die and there will I be buried. The Lord do so to me and more also if anything but death uh, parts you and me. When she saw that she was determined to go with her. Somebody say determined. She stopped speaking to her. Now the two of them went until they came to Bethlehem and it happened when they had come to Bethlehem that all the city was excited of them and the women said is this Naomi determined means steadfast steadfastly minded it means courageous means bold this woman was determined all right who you're connected to tells you where you're going. There's going to be a price to pay to stay connected to the right people. It's not going to be easy all the time. It's not going to be um, something that you're going to understand all in the moment. But there are people you are called to that are going to get you to where you're called to be. All right? And if you go on, we, uh, we don't have time to go through the whole story here. But man, time and time again, uh, she went out. She had favor in the field when Ruth went. She had favor with Boaz, all right? She had favor um, time and time again. All throughout chapter 2, it was all a bunch of favor. Then it went to another level. Then she found out that this wealthy, influential man was related somehow to Naomi. And Ruth um, went before him at his feet. And said, execute the contract, buddy. <laughs> and he liked her. And one of the things that stood out to him about her was her integrity. The Bible says that she didn't go after the other men. He notices. He also heard. Here we go. And I'm going to close with this thought. Uh, Boaz heard of her loyalty to Naomi. Word got around that you were loyal to this woman when she was hurting. That this man, this man's um, judgment of Ruth, that her, her character spoke to him. And so here she is on a, on a, on a treacherous journey, Ruth. Naomi, her leader, is going through something. And what she sowed into Naomi in that moment, she reaped a harvest in another relationship. And the whole reason this man was interested in pursuing this relationship is how she treated that woman in a tough time. You got to be careful. That's why I said don't judge people in a moment. You don't know how treating that person is going to affect your future. And I'm going I'm to say this, that every one of us on our journey, this is the thing, that there's people in your life, there's somebody 
that is called to be there. And their assignment is to help you not stay the way you are, not stay where you are. Ruth's assignment to Naomi and Naomi's assignment was to Ruth was we're here for each other and we're both going to get there together. We're both not going to be left like this and we need each other to get there. Somebody say relationship. Thank you for listening to the message. If you've been encouraged and inspired, give us a great review and share it with a friend today. Also, if you're ever in the LA area, join us for one of our powerful weekend gatherings. For more info and directions, follow us at My Sanctuary LA. Be blessed.